This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic full-service creative consultancy reaching more farmers and farm leaders than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A familiar face on Capitol Hill is hoping to stick around. Minnesota Democrat Colin Peterson says he plans to run for re-election. He was first elected to Congress in 1990 and served two separate stints as the chair of the House Ag Committee. He had been mulling another run for office, but AgriPulse's Phil Brasher reports the decision has been made. Farm groups were pushing Peterson to run for another term given his knowledge of farm policy and stature on the committee. Rural districts are now primarily represented by Republicans, making Peterson rare in his position as a Democrat representing a major ag district. Republicans have targeted Peterson's district as a potential pickup due to its conservative voting base. There's more in Phil Brasher's story on agripulse.com. The Trump administration plans to appeal a ruling that was a major win for the biofuels industry. Sources confirmed the move to AgriPulse Friday. It's something the administration is expected to formally announce by the Monday deadline. The decision has frustrated a biofuel sector that was hopeful it could see the Tenth Circuit ruling remanding three biofuel mandate waivers applied nationwide. Had that happened, the number of refineries eligible for relief would have dropped dramatically. Chris Bliley is a lobbyist for Growth Energy. He says the decision throws a number of issues into a state of uncertainty. We view this just as another stalling tactic. I think what has us very concerned is that, you know, there are, I think there are 23 pending small refinery exemptions at EPA right now, and EPA could decide those as this litigation plays out. So we we think it's imperative that EPA holds tight and takes no action on those refinery exemptions while any sort of process plays out. Last week, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue said he expected the Tenth Circuit ruling to cut the exemption significantly. Bliley says that's what they were expecting as well before an apparent change of heart. I think we view they've got limited chances of success at rehearing or, or moving it further up the chain. And in the meantime, EPA can continue business as usual by granting millions of gallons of exemptions. And so that's the thing that we find most frustrating because I think we everyone felt as though the decision had been made. All indications were that, you know, it was a clear judgment in the Tenth Circuit and that they should have moved forward to apply it nationally uh, and stop the demand destruction. Prices for biofuel mandate credits dropped on Friday on the news. According to Reuters, prices for renewable identification numbers dropped more than 15% over the course of the day. More in our story on agripulse.com. USDA is out with a new plan to address African swine fever. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Pork producers say the Department of Agriculture's new plan to declare an extraordinary emergency if African swine fever gets into the U.S. only boosts prevention efforts already in place. USDA Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs Greg Ibaugh at the National Pork Industry Forum in Kansas City. Liz Wagstrom is Chief Veterinarian for the National Pork Producers Council. She says the designation would allow USDA to be in control of managing a potential outbreak. That means that USDA serves as the head of the incident command structure and that their protocols would be largely harmonized across states. The plan also orders a 72-hour halt on the movement of pigs. Wagstrom acknowledges there will be some challenges, but says NPPC has been working with producers to have a movement plan in place. What happens if you can't move pigs for three days or five days or seven days? 
And there will be some cases where for welfare reasons, it's going to be a real challenge. There will be other challenges if we have, let's say, packing plants that are within control zones and, you know, what will be the acceptance of product coming out of those plants by our trading partners. USDA researchers are continuing to work on developing a vaccine, which Wagstrom says has been promising. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by FLM Harvest, a strategic, full-service, creative consultancy proud to reach more farmers, farmer boards, and food and commodity associations than any agency in the country. Learn more at flmharvest.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.